You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast with host Fifi Peters. Another letter being sent to the President, Cyril Ramaphosa, head of the State of the Nation, address tomorrow. We've reflected on the main business body, BUSA's wish list for the President, and yesterday we were speaking to the agricultural sector about what they expected from the President. Today we're putting the focus on the consumer goods Council, which issued quite a stern uh, warning regarding the uh, current power outages and the energy crisis in this country, saying that if it uh, continued in this form, the industry would not be able to guarantee stable supplies. And that's looking at stable supplies of food. That's also looking at stable supplies of other essential goods like medicine. We've got uh, Gareth Ackerman, who's the co-chair of the Consumer Goods Council of South Africa, joining us for more on this conversation. Gareth, thanks so much uh, for your time. I uh, wish we were catching up under lighter uh, circumstances, uh, but uh, alas, we're not. So you wrote to the president. Uh, what would you like as the Consumer Goods Council for him to do? I think if you just sum it up into very few words, it's actually to start talking directly to business and implementing what they agree to. Because so much has been done, so much has been spoken about, all the different forum are meeting, the different ministers are meeting, but we're not seeing action. And the country needs action and leadership and decisive leadership at the moment, and not just more talking, unfortunately. Mm. I was having a conversation with someone uh, yesterday who was uh, talking about the resilience of the South African economy. And I said, that's the problem because uh, the economy is resilient. South Africans are resilient. It uh, seems as though we can, we can get through anything despite of uh, the challenges. And the question that was put forward was, wasn't, wouldn't it be nice if we were able to get through and move forward because of perhaps more conducive, uh, operating Conditions. So let's talk about what that looks like for 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 your industry right now in terms of the um, steps that you believe could be useful for a, conduce, a conducive retail environment. Look, I think it's um, you talk about a resilient business sector, a resilient South Africa, resilient economy. It is so far you run out of resources and you run out of reserves. And I think we get into that stage in South Africa where we are running out of that runway, the runway of the the Rainbow Nation, the runway of the foreign investment coming in. And we actually now have to say, this is reality, and how are we going to fix it to grow the pie? Because I think what we're seeing is a huge growth in the population of South Africa and number of refugees and what have you all coming in. But the pie is not getting bigger. And with the pie not getting bigger, people are ultimately going to get poorer. And... We've got to grow that pie. And to do that as a business, and particularly our sector, it means becoming more efficient, more effective, making sure we can get food to where it's needed as cheaply as we possibly can so we can help feed the population of of our country. And I think that is what's under threat at the moment. We've seen mm-hmm. prices rise. We've seen cost of distribution rise. We've seen operating cost rise, particularly if you look at uh, as a consequence of the, of the power outages. And I stand corrected on the figures, but if I understand it correctly, it costs, if you buy electricity from ESCOM, it's about one rand 30 a kilowatt hour. If you generate your own through a generator, it works out probably about 13 rand per kilogram, kilogram, sorry, kilowatt hour, and that's what's costing 
business this huge amount of extra at the moment on top of the um, uncertainty of business, on top of the inability to actually deliver what our consumers actually want and need. And so it's a case of getting power working, getting the infrastructure fixed, making sure there's water, the sewage works, the potholes are fixed, the rubbish is collected after, the pollution on the side of the road is sorted out. That is what's essential to keeping a good society and country going. And I think that's where we're starting to slip in South Africa. Uh, in terms of the um, additional costs uh, that you made reference to, uh, the diesel versus uh, the uh, power from uh, ESCOM, I think we saw the extent to which... Uh, Companies uh, are, are feeling it, particularly in the retail sector. Shoprite telling us its annual bill is uh, almost a billion uh, a rand, has been almost a billion rand as a result of the power outages. And uh, pick and pay today, the uh, company in which you are a chair, uh, Manav, also uh, talking about the uh, huge cost bill, almost 350 million rand uh, that uh, you have spent in the last 10 months on diesel to ensure that we can continue to shop at your stores. Do you then think, uh, Gareth, that the electricity crisis warrants a state of emergency being declared? I think what's needed, and I'm not going to give you a straight answer because I actually don't know, because my concern Mm -hmm. is not about the state of emergency or state of disaster being declared. My concern is that do we have the people and the resources to actually fix it? And is there enough will within within government and within the various... um, relevant um, departments to actually implement the plan that the government has agreed and the economy has agreed to put in place. Because the plan is there. It's a good plan. But we just need to make sure we've got the right people to actually put it in place and to deliver. And that's what's required. And if it means that we have to have a state of disaster to fix it, then so be it. But my first choice would never be to go that that route because we have a democracy and we always make sure that we keep democratic principles in the country going and not resort to some sort of draconian measure because various forms of government are unable to deliver on areas. It's rather make sure we've got the correct people and the correct capacity to deliver on the plans that are agreed. And business is prepared to help. Business is prepared to put the, 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 the peer assistance in forms of people and certain resources in. But you need the government to be amenable and to facilitate and to actually make things happen. And that's the real challenge that we're facing. One of the uh, asks that uh, your letter uh, does state is the suspension of the fuel duty levy and the road accident fund for the consumer goods businesses in the value chain for as long as load shedding, regular load shedding persists. How will that help? A little help, you know, if we just gave you, you just quoted the figures, you know, at pick and pay level, it's costing us about 60 million rand a month, just an extra diesel cost to run generators. So any reduction in that cost will help. So what also the government, in my view, or Eskin has been doing is by pushing up the, um, the, the stages of, of load shedding, they're forcing business to actually generate more power because they're under more load shedding instead of Eskom doing it and carrying the costs. So it adds to all the costs that we that we have to have. So instead of being an Eskom cost, it becomes our cost, which reduces our profits, which ultimately reduces the taxes that we pay to the government. So it, it's a very vicious circle. So any uh, and that's the first point. The second point is that if you look at that road accident fund. Um, 
money. Why should diesel, which is specifically being used for generators to create power, to um, close a gap left by a, a government company, why should we be putting money into the road accident fund? That doesn't make sense to me. And why should the government also be collecting extra taxes through the fuel levies on the diesel that has been put in to help fund a gap which has been caused by non-delivery of a government policy? Those are the issues that I think, and those are the reasons why we think that those um, levies and those taxes should be waived at the moment. Okay. I see that uh, you're also talking about incentives to install uh, renewable energy at small and medium scale, a, a description of the ideal incentive that will that will help the industry do so at a quicker pace? Well, I think basically we need to find some sort of tax rebate for companies, particularly small companies, but it does apply to big companies as well. They have to go out and install solar or other form of renewable energy at a big cost because the ESCOM cannot deliver power to them. He's still going to shopping centers after, I don't know how many years of load shedding, you see shops that are still sitting on quarter lighting or something still in the dark. And how many small businesses in South Africa are actually going out of business because they don't have reliable power? There was a case, there was an article in the, the weekend newspaper around this um, ice cream, small-scale ice cream manufacturer in Soweto that's had to close down. It was the most wonderful story in creating a great product. Now it's gone, the business is gone because he hasn't had enough power. But if we had a situation where we could provide some sort of incentives to those businesses to provide them with alternative powers being in the form of solar, help them install it, and then give some sort of tax rebate to them to put their way that in, it will help the business. And it will reduce the stress on the, on the, um, the grid as a whole. Uh, Gareth, we'll uh, have to leave it there. Um, suffice to say, has the president acknowledged receipt of the letter? Do you know? Um, I don't know yet. It was, it was sent this morning. But he generally, oh, they right. generally do acknowledge receipt of the letters that we do send to them. Um, we don't often get the reply or the interaction that we request. And, but we will follow up with him next week, and we have requested a a meeting with him and his, and his, and his appropriate um, ministers to actually discuss these issues and to try and resolve them. Hopefully that will happen in the near future. Yeah, and uh, hopefully you can join us and let us know the outcome of those discussions. Uh, Gareth Ackerman, uh, he is the co-chair of the Consumer Goods Council of South Africa, is also the uh, chair of uh, Pick and Pay, which today released its trading update. Uh, its earnings are being hit by load shedding quite significantly as a result of the excruciatingly high uh, diesel bill it had to fork out to keep the lights on. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.